Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, C. Robert Jones. Uh-huh. Today's date is Thursday. Thursday, February 19th. 
2015. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Yeah. Pretty soon, it'll be March. And then April, and then May, and a whole year will go by. And when that happens, I say about, well, May, the presidential contest will start to heat up a little bit. And the candidates will announce themselves. And they'll they'll get down to business. Now, all of us conservatives remember when... We remember the last presidential contest where the Republicans were at each other's throats giving Obama and Biden all sorts of ammunition to use against the eventual nominee and how the field was so varied, it seemed to go on forever. Until we finally set it, settled on a nominee, which happened to be, of course, Mitt Romney. And well, by the time we, we settled on Mitt, it was just about three months left until the actual ele- election. We remember all this well. And I believe that all that sniping between potential nominees for the Republican ticket contributed to Obama winning a second term. It just went on forever. With just just barely three months until Election Day. Hopefully, it's my understanding that the Republicans have learned the lesson in that massive era and all that sniping between each other, between the, the candidates. So let's hope that history won't repeat itself in that regard. Now tonight, we're going to talk about President Obama and, and the Muslims. Because there's some concern. You know, there, let, me, let me just be honest with you here for a minute. All my life, from the time I was in grade school, I have been a confidence man. A lot of you all know uh, the, the, the slang for it is con man. I have gotten where I've gotten to this stage, from private to colonel in the Marine Corps, over 30, or almost 32 years, uh, to earning a Ph.D. in history, the College of William and Mary, all of that, all of my achievements, most of them, have been because I was able to convince someone else to give me what I wanted, what they had to give, and for the most part, against their will, and in some cases, against their morals. I was able to convince people that I was worth it. I was worth the effort. I was worth the trouble. Give me this. You won't regret it. And here's why. I was a salesman. Because really, all a confidence man is is a salesman. And the majority of the time, he's selling himself, his personality. Now, the byproduct of being a confidence man, and I number myself proudly as one, is that we have an innate and and, and, and unique ability, another Confidence, man. It's it's without fail. 
It's a hundred percent. You know what? And that's this is just me and you talking right now. Because you know what? I'm all about the honesty. I'm all about calling, calling it as it is. I'm all about being honest about myself. Because I think that that's important. So I'm sharing with you right now. We confidence men can spot cousins a mile away. That's why it's nearly impossible to con a con man or, in con man parlance, slick a can of oil. You can't slick a can of oil. So, with that in mind, I peeped out President Obama's whole card, as we say in the hood. And I already knew what this man was all about. Back in 1998, my friends, while standing outside Trinity United Baptist Church, holding my Bible, and and, 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 and a notepad, because I knew that the finest women on the south side of Chicago attended Trinity United Baptist Church, the very same church that President Barack Obama attended without fail every Sunday. But I wasn't there for that clown. I was there because of the ladies. You see, I didn't I wouldn't step foot in that church. I stood in that church back when it was no bigger than the house that I currently live in. Back in 1977-78, when I dated Patricia Jones, and we both attended Finger Academy on the south side, 112th and Wallace, well, Trinity United was set before it became a mega church that it is now, was set on 95th near Halston. And Patricia and her family attended Trinity United without fail every Sunday. And of course, Patricia was my my childhood sweetheart, my high school sweetheart. So I wanted to stay in her graces, so I attended Trinity. It was just called Trinity Baptist Church then. Just that one time. And Reverend Jeremiah Wright, of course, was a lot younger. And he started preaching about something or other. Of course, I wasn't paying attention. That was the only time I ever set foot in Trinity United Baptist Church. But in 1998, as I stood outside the church, waiting for the ladies to come out so I could set up my dates for the following weekend, I mean, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. I just leaned up against my car and waited for the ones to waited for them to come out, and I just picked one or two. Boom. On this one occasion, Barack Hussein Obama came out with Michelle and their two lovely children, who were very small at that time, and there was a crowd around him. I didn't know why. Well, he looked kind of goofy. Michelle Butt-Ass Ugly, whom I had known of when working for Harold Washington, then Chicago's first black mayor. But, so I met, I Obama introduced himself to me. Because I was just kind of standing there waiting for the ladies. He was shaking everybody's hands. There was no one special. I wasn't anyone special. I was in uniform, of course. And his handshake was limp. He didn't look me in the eye. 
immediately I judged him to be a candy ass. I tried to shake his hand and break it. Because when a man presents a limp, sissy handshake, I want to break his hand. And it's no different when you're met with a man who has a strong handshake. You're standing there shaking a man with a strong handshake and he's got a grip on your hand and you want to get a grip on his and you want to break his hand too because he's trying to break yours and it's a man thing. Ladies really wouldn't understand, I suppose. But uh, the first time I met Barack Obama, then just kind of got his speeches going and um, (laughs) uh, Cal, Cal living in the chat room. Mary's there, and uh, the binary prince, Republican Marines, Captain over Frankenstein's in the house, Alexander Solo, and a whole bunch of guests, a few guests. Yeah, finally, uh, yeah, finally, a person, yeah, we already knew it. That's exactly right. We knew that President Obama was a Muslim, but here's the thing. Here's where I'm going with all this. Let me wrap it up, because we only have like an hour of show here. Well, you can, if you want to, you can read between the lines. When the president attacks Christianity, for example, and starts talking about the Crusades, well, we know that the Crusades were inspired by what? Muslim aggression. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. Curiously, Obama brought up the Crusades. And how terrible deeds were done by Christians in the name of the Crusades against, yeah, Muslims. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that one of my alma maters, where I uh, obtained uh, uh, my master's degree in history, Georgetown University, when Obama became president, I guess a year into his presidency, he... Um, spoke at uh, Georgetown. And another clue was presented where one of the halls, I think it was George Allen Hall, or I can't think of the name of the hall at this time. I, I, I should know them all by heart, but there are four of them. So I'm not going to try to think of the name. I'm having brain lock on that hall right now. But Georgetown is a Jesuit college. There are lots of symbols of angels and crosses and Jesus and stuff like that all over the place. When Obama, the, 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 two days before Obama gave his speech at Georgetown, his crew demanded that all symbols of religion be covered. For example, in the hall that he spoke in, there's a giant cross right behind where he was about to speak. That was disguised and covered up. Any symbol of the Christian faith or religion at all was disguised so that if the camera was in front of him while he was reading his teleprompter and the angels and paintings of Jesus and all that stuff. All that stuff was blacked out. Why was that? So, the clues were always there. That 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 is partially correct, Cal Living. Cal Cal, Cal writes in uh, that that uh, that uh, he heard that um, Obama refused to take the presidential oath on a Christian Bible. Well, he actually did. He used, well, he used President Lincoln's Bible. He he used President's, President Lincoln's Bible because he wanted to tie himself to Lincoln as much as he could. That whole thing from Illinois and all that stuff, frankly, you know, My main man, my favorite president of all time, Lincoln, was no more from the state of Illinois than Obama is. But, I mean, um, Lincoln is from Kentucky. You know, he moved to Illinois and 
was there for a few years, you know, maybe maybe 10 years before he before he became president. But nevertheless, I digress. But he did use Lincoln's Bible or so they say. You might want to President Obama certainly shows a lot of favor towards Islam. Of that there is no doubt. Even the most casual observer must realize by now that every time the United States has an interaction with Muslims or Islamic countries, the Muslims seem to come out on top every single time. Every coin toss somehow favors the Muslims. After looking at empirical and anecdotal evidence, Barack Obama's actions and words and the claims of his siblings I am convinced, as much of you are, that Mr. Obama is, in fact, a Muslim. Most of the articles I've seen that would support such a conclusion are available to anyone. If he's a Muslim, he's also a liar. But that should come as no surprise to anyone. Certainly, President Obama's no friend to Israel. We know that. He shamelessly snubs uh, and, and disrespects Benjamin Netanyahu, mostly, I think, because, because Jews and Muslims don't really get along. So why would we expect the President of the United States to get along with a Jew? I'll call Benjamin a super Jew. He's actually born and raised in Israel. Not that it really makes any difference. But I also think that Obama doesn't get along with Benjamin Netanyahu because Netanyahu is a real man and pussies hate real men, excuse my verbiage. Punks, you know, little candy asses, you know they have a they have a they 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 have an anti thing for 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 type A guys. Least of all the fact that Benjamin Netanyahu can stand and give a speech for an hour or two without using a teleprompter, which is what he will do when he speaks before a joint session of Congress fairly soon. Let's talk about the White House summit featuring Muslim leaders with records of defending terrorist groups. The Muslim Public Affairs Council, MPAC, posted a picture on Twitter confirming that its president, Salam al-Majarahi, is in attendance at the White House Countering Violent Extremism Summit, which kicked off on to. 17 of this year. <sighs> is Obama, a, you know, the question is, is Obama a Manchurian candidate? I mean, it's well known and well documented that the inside inscription on Obama's wedding ring reads, there is no God but Allah. A ring which, consequentially, he wore for three years before he was actually married. These are all facts to Michelle. But the inscription is clear. Why? And, and and you know what? Here's the question. If Obama is a Muslim, that would suggest why he is favoring, uh, he won't use certain terminology, why he's defending the Muslim faith against uh, and, and highlighting uh, alleged atrocities and atrocities that were committed, acts of violence were committed more than a thousand years ago, which is why he's highlighting that. But how does that hurt us here in the United States? Because 
let's get down to brass taxes here. We can cite all sorts of facts and, and talk about what he is and what he isn't and all of that. But how does, how does it affect us? Well, let's talk about that. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Let me tell you something. How do, it affects us because Obama is sworn to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and to bear allegiance to the same. He is, in fact, sworn to protect American citizens of all races, single one of us, number one. Of the, the first thing he's supposed to do, his chief priority is to protect this great nation. That's his number one job. No, it's not golfing. It's not using Air Force One and the Secret Service as his personal chauffeurs and bag handlers and his personal airplane where he can just jet around and chill and have and have fun all day, where he and his wife can take separate Valentine's Day vacations. No, it's not for that. It's for him to protect this great nation. So how does his... So let's get down to brass tacks. How does... Let's just say Obama comes out and says, I am a Muslim. He's got nothing to lose, right? He's got about 18 months left. Maybe a little more. 19 months? Be generous. The question that liberals will ask is why do we care if he's a Muslim or not? How does that affect us? Who cares? That's what they'll say. They'll say, who cares? If, if Barack Obama came out tomorrow morning on Fox News, fair and balanced, we report, you decide, and said, I am a Muslim. Damn it. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm a Muslim. How would that affect us? Why would we care? Frankly, I don't care. And here's why. Because I'm a fair guy. I'm a fair guy, and some of us were at least born and breathing, breathing during the time when President Kennedy was running for the office of the presidency of the United States, and he had the damnedest time because he was Catholic. And his opponents played that up. I mean, Richard Nixon threw it down every chance he got. Not personally, of course, but through his surrogates. And folks, the reason why the election between Kennedy and Nixon was so close, less than 200,000 votes separated the two at the end of the day, was Solely because President Kennedy was Catholic. And it was deemed that his being Catholic would somehow cause his allegiance to be in question. And that he would take his marching orders, not from the Constitution, not from the American people, but from the Catholic Church. Remember that? Anybody. I mean, I'm 53. I mean, I was maybe, you know, two years old when he, when he, when he, when he, when he was, you know, in 1960 when he ran, I wasn't born at all. But, you know, he'd been in the office two years by the time I was born. But nevertheless, so the, the question is, let, if, we, if, we, if we're going to be fair, the only issue we should have is that Obama is full of shit. There, I said it. It's out there. It's done. As he is about so many things. 
and here's here's where the story of the, the confidence man comes into play. You see, because I know when somebody's bullshitting me and lying, not because so much that I'm a confidence man myself and we can all tell who each we can see each other coming a mile away. No, because at a certain point in your life, when you reach my age and 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 older, you have this sort of a radar thing when you can you 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 hear and bullshit and and you see it and somebody's just talking and you can just tell this guy's full of crap <laughs> or this girl or whoever you can just tell it, it it's age and wisdom it's an age and wisdom thing so the problem i have is not with whether or not obama is a muslim because you know just like i don't believe that obama should be harassed over his muslim faith which we all believe that he is I didn't believe that Kennedy should have had such a hard time because he was Catholic. Hell, I'm Episcopalian. And I certainly wouldn't want the next two or three candidates during maybe I might I might have two or three more before I check out. Maybe his Jewish guy will come up. I don't want him to be harassed over the fact that he's but what I want here, what we'd all like to see is the President of the United States, the clown prince of Chicago, to just come right out, man. Come on out of the closet, dude. Come on out. Come out. If you're a Muslim, just say it. You've got nothing to lose. You don't have any more elections coming up. You got about 19 months to go. You get to party like a rock star for the next 19 months. Be treated like a king. Just come on out. I mean, because it's just way too obvious. And Mary in the chat room is right. A lot didn't vote for Mitt because he's a Mormon, and that's not right. So we shouldn't hold Obama's Muslim faith against him. Clearly, he's a Muslim. Clearly, when you talk about Christianity and then you don't say anything bad about the Muslim faith and you you don't even use the word in, in, a, in a derogatory way at all, but you use Christianity in derogatory terms, come on, man. You got to... Just come on out of the closet. Obama? You know, on a, on a side note, Bill Clinton, a lecherous bastard if there ever was one. In the Marine Corps, we had a saying, if you were a liar, we said, this so-and-so, Captain so-and-so, Lieutenant so-and-so was a liar of Clintonian proportions. That means you a serious liar. All right. Clinton was lying so-and-so. And I wouldn't trust him with my girlfriend, a sister, a close friend, female, my dog. If I shook Clinton's hand, I'd be checking for my watch and rings immediately thereafter and feeling for my wallet. But he was a fairly decent president. He was pretty good. and He was great compared to Mr. Obama. So I don't have an issue with Clinton. I didn't. Up to the point where we knew that he had had sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. And he's, he got on television, and he bit his lower lip, and he lied about it. He lied to us all, and we all knew. We all knew the truth. But he lied about it. And liberals were saying, well, what's the big deal? He's a good president. He does this. He does. I mean, what's the, who cares who he's 
using his thing with and all me. We don't care about that. Well, you're right. I agree with you. If he's sleeping around on Hillary, quite frankly, I can't I can't imagine why he wouldn't, but that's that's between those two. It's none of my business who the president's sleeping with. But when you're asked about it and you're caught red handed, a real man would say, I guess something along the lines that well, you know, whatever's going on in my private life in my household, that's between me and Hillary. And as long as I'm doing my job, you shouldn't worry about it. Say that. Or worse to that effect. You don't even have to admit it. But don't lie and say that you didn't do it because then you're playing me, Joe America, for a fool. And that's what Clinton did. He played us all for fools. So let's fast forward back here to where we are right here now. That's exactly what Obama's doing. He's playing us for fools. He is a damn, no, he is a Muslim. Come on out. Come on out of the closet. Come out of the Muslim closet. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Two dead, 79 exposed after superbug outbreak in hospital. Obama says military alone cannot defeat violent extremism. And Ukraine calls for a peacekeeping force. These are the true news headlines. I'm D.W. Balch. Contaminated medical instruments are to blame for infecting seven patients, including two who died with a potential deadly superbug at a Los Angeles hospital. A total of 179 patients have been exposed to the antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Tests on a patient uncovered the outbreak. Obama says military action alone cannot defeat the threat of violent extremism. He also said it was not a Muslim problem, but a terrorist problem. He actually used the word terrorist. Obama was speaking at a White House summit on how to combat violent extremism. So just as leaders like myself reject the notion that terrorists like ISIL genuinely represent Islam, Muslim leaders need to do more to discredit the notion that our nations are determined to suppress Islam. But critics contend this event is nothing more than a talking shop, and the president's spokesman has been peppered with questions about why officials from governments worldwide have been brought here. Simon Marks. Washington. Ukraine's President Petro Poroshenko has called for United Nations peacekeepers to be deployed to eastern Ukraine. His statements comes after Ukrainian troops withdrew from the strategic transport hub of Deblovitz. Anya Aradeyev reports from the Russian capital. President Petro Poroshenko said a peacekeeping force would help guarantee security. His request was approved by Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council at the emergency meeting. Some 2,500 Ukrainian soldiers had withdrawn from the town of Dibaltseva on Wednesday, following days of intense fighting. The ceasefire in Ukraine came into effect on Sunday, and even though it's been broadly observed, fighting in Dibaltseva continued, and monitors from the OSCE have been unable to get access to the town. Shiite Arab militias have flooded into North northern Iraq's Kirkuk region to help Kurdish forces battle the Islamic State. But their uneasy alliance threatens to reignite a much older conflict over the oil-rich area pitting the largely autonomous Kurds against the Arab-led government in Baghdad. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani says he believes President Barack Obama does not love the United States or the people in it. Giuliani said Wednesday during a private group meeting in Manhattan, he doesn't love you and he doesn't love me. He wasn't brought up the way you were brought up, and I was brought up through the love of this country. Britain's Prime Minister David Cameron has downplayed an incident Wednesday where Royal Air Force jets were scrambled after two Russian military aircraft were spotted near Cornwall. Following the incident, British Secretary Michael Fallon said that there is a real and present danger of Russia attempting to destabilize some Baltic states, which are members of NATO. For more news, views, and comments, go to truenews.com. That's T-R-U-N-E-W-S dot com. I'm D.W. Balch. And uh, you're coming under fire this morning for some comments you made last night. We want to get your take on this. You had a private fundraiser there for Scott Walker. Um, and you, you basically said, you, well, it's being construed as 
whether or not you're challenging the president's patriotism. You said this. When I hear the president speak, I don't believe that he expresses the love of America as much as he does criticism of America. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, I'm not questioning his patriotism. He's a patriot, I'm sure. What I'm saying is that in his rhetoric, I very rarely hear him say the things that I used to hear Ronald Reagan say, the things I used to hear Bill Clinton say about how much he loves America. I do hear him criticize America much more often than other American presidents. And when it's not in the context of an overwhelming number of statements about the exceptionalism of America, it sounds like he's more of a critic than he is a supporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you could be the, the president wrote yesterday in the L.A. Times where he was talking about ISIS, which, as we all know, Islamic right, terrorists. Right. He, he won't say Islamic that part, but he said they have legitimate concerns. Put yourself in their shoes. I think in the context of what we're facing right now, that's a very, very uh, damaging statement. Why? <laughs> because um, what we're facing are people chopping people's heads off, burning people. Killing people because they're Christians, mm-hmm. killing people because they're Jews, a president who won't acknowledge that. Uh, so what he's got to do, if he wants to create a battle of ideas, if this is a battle for the hearts and minds of people, mm-hmm. we've got to call it. We've got to call it something. We, you and I cannot have a discussion about which is a better idea: uh, Islamic extremism or, let's say, moderate Islam. If we don't describe it as no. extreme, it's a game uh, of, is, but he says it's a lie. He says if we treat them as religious leaders, um, as a real state, then it's a lie. But that's precisely what ISIS wants. They they are a state. They have a bureaucracy. Well, that's just them. I mean, okay, fine. Put ISIS aside. That's them. What about us? What about Iran? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Iran Iran has been an uh, Islamic extremist. Uh, murdering uh, state, the biggest sponsor of terrorism uh, for the last uh, 30, 30 years, right now the biggest sponsor of terrorism. Uh, it's filled with ayatollahs who murder people. Uh, more people have died under Rouhani than under Ahmadinejad. Uh, and the president is negotiating with them. If you don't, see, if you don't, if you don't call it something, you can't connect the dots. Mm-hmm. If you can't connect the dots, you can't really combat it militarily. You've had many generals sit here and colonels and tell you that. But you also can't have the battle of ideas. And what I question about the president, maybe is even broader than that he doesn't express a love of America enough, which I don't think he does. I think he talks more about criticism rather than about what an exceptional country we are. At least I don't feel that from him. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't feel that. I don't, I don't also believe he expresses the love of Western civilization uh, that, that he should, or an understanding of Western civilization, or what Western civilization has brought to the world. Uh, it's had its great, grave, grave faults, terrible sins. But it's also gone through things like the, Protest- the Protestant Reformation, the Catholic Counter-Reformation. We have uh, three different forms of Judaism, at least, Reform, Conservative, Orthodox. They all live together. They don't kill each other. They don't stone each other. One time they did, back right. a long time ago. But now, let's, how, how about we, we talk about how we get Islam into the modern age, where there's a recognition that you have to have this kind of debate within your religion, that it's got to come out in the open. It's got to be discussed. If you refuse to say that there are extremist uh, members of the Islamic religion, well, then it sounds like you're living on Mars. They're using the religion as as the touchstone to justify what they're doing. Well, as as others have in in the past, but that's a long time ago. In the modern world, they're the ones who are doing it. Sure. And you gotta, you gotta, if you got if, you, if you're gonna debate it, you've gotta call it what it is. Absolutely. And, uh, and you also have to describe our country correctly. Mm-hmm. Our country is not just any other country. We're just not a, another country. This is an exceptional country. As I pointed out in that, in that speech, this is the only country that has fought in two major wars, left its dead young men, in those cases, uh, behind, and took nothing, uh, 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 took no land, took no money, I think Colin Powell once said all we, all we asked for was a, was a cemetery. That's an exceptional country. Absolutely. With its faults that we should work on. And its faults should be the footnote. And the headline should be, what a wonderful country we are. That's that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yep. Right on doing it. You got it together. 
Okay, welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Listen, Ronald Reagan, you you heard uh, Rudy um, explain himself. Ronald Reagan would talk about the greatness of America. What a great country. We have the privilege and we're blessed to live in. How beautiful America is. The birds, the trees, all of that. How great America is. How exceptional America is. Remember when Reagan made us, helped us, reminded us of the greatness of us. Not just not not just the landscape or the continent we reside on. No, the greatness of America, i.e., ergo, the American people, us, how great we are, and how great those who came before us were, and how great we can be and will be in the future. Remember when Reagan talked all, even if you didn't like the man, politics. He made you feel good to be an American. And to a lesser extent, so did Bill Clinton. Bill, there's, does anybody in the whole world, in all of the, whoever's listening to me, believe for one minute Bill Clinton did not love the United States of America? And all the ladies therein. No, of course not. We know that Bill Clinton is a patriot. He loves this country. He's just a damn liberal. But there's there's the Bill Clintons of the world. Who are moderate liberals. Bleeding hearts. Want to take care of everybody, want to give people some free stuff, but don't want to break the bank. And then there's ultra liberals, Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren style, Bernie Sanders, socialist, admitted, proud, who want to break the bank, who believe that the United States of America is inherently evil that we have done some terrible things and the chickens, of course, have come home to roost. This is a very odd saying, isn't it? But nevertheless, they believe that America is long overdue for its comeuppance. And that America needs to pay for its crimes. But America is not an exceptional comp- uh, 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 country. And it's been well documented that Obama and his crew, and certainly Valerie Jarrett, they have written verbiage. They have spoken that their belief is that America is not an exceptional comp- country standing far and above and looking down, but that America is just one of many exceptional countries. And as we have learned, if everyone's a winner, then nobody is. If everyone is exceptional, if every country is exceptional, then none are because you can't be exceptional means that you're the the only one. (laughs) Come on. So that's their belief system. And Obama still believes that The Constitution is a charter of negative liberties. What it says, what the United States or what the the government can't do to you but can't do for you on your behalf. I think I got it right. There are liberals out there who are fiscally conservative but socially liberal. There are liberals out there who are liberal with jack money and who are 
conservative in uh, with regard to abortion and uh, homosexuality and all that stuff. So we have a mixture there. But then we also have those liberals who want to see America taken down a notch or two. And quite frankly, my friends, I know quite a few of those folks. And Obama is one of those people. And so, Cal um, types in the chat room, well, Doc, I disagree with the statement that Obama, with, with my she disagrees with my statement. Cal doesn't disagrees with my statement, saying that Obama is using his Muslim Islam to lead his decisions. Okay. No other pres that we know of took us away from our Constitution. Okay. Well, you know what? I stand corrected. You know, when I think about this, you know, how I'm equating Obama's obvious Muslim faith with JFK's Catholicism and how that was viewed as a negative, an overwhelming negative, and how some believed at the time that that, that, um, JFK would take his marching orders from the Catholic Church and not the Constitution and the American people. I equated the two. And that was wrong. And I'm going to tell you why it was wrong. Because I'm all about the truth. You see, back then, JFK was viewed as a liberal. I mean, a liberal. And he was a Democrat. But today, hell, look at his policies. Look at some of the things that he stood for. Go back through a lot of his speeches. Listen to some of JFK's speeches. He he would be considered today to be a conservative. JFK was all about the United States of America. He was all about capitalism. He was all about small government. He was a conservative. If you if you read if you read up on the man and you read his thought processes and his and listen to his speeches and read his speeches, he would have been considered a conservative to this day. Obama not at all. 30 years from now, 40, 50 years from now, do you believe, any of you believe that President Barack Hussein Obama would be considered to be conservative? No. Hail to the null. Obama's all about taking the United States of America down a peg or two, and Cal is right, and I am wrong. Obama is allowing his Muslim faith and his lo- his lack of love and respect for this country, the United States of America, to cloud his judgment and put American citizens at risk. I stand corrected. Hell, Cal should be doing this show and not me. East Coast is in the house. Mary, she's here. So I, 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 I stand correct. I'm, I, I stand. I, I'm, I, I'm corrected. Cal has corrected me, and and I and I appreciate that. Because you know I was trying to maybe I was just bending over backwards to be fair. Maybe I was being a little too fair. Well, the we've had some fun tonight. I'm sorry, the show's. I had so much more I wanted to talk about Obama and the Muslim gang sign. Obama defending Islam at all costs. We got a whole bunch of shows coming up that deal with this topic, starting Monday, Monday through Thursday, eight to nine p.m. Call in, tell all your friends. Let's have a life. Let's have a good old time. 
We've been doing this show since 2010. Not long, but hey, it's still been a lot of fun. So in the come on back on Monday. We're, we're going to talk some more about this because it's not going away. It's not going. It's becoming so clear that Obama is Muslim. And frankly, I didn't care. I didn't care at all. But maybe. All I wanted to do was the man to come out and, and admit it. Talk about it. But he won't. So let's head on over to the Exceptional Conservatives show. He's going to have a great show, as usual. He has guests on his show, though. I'm really not that... That's really not my bag, having a having a guest. I'm more of a... I, I, I do my thing more like Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh doesn't have guests. But the exceptional conservative, he has guests, and they're really good. Sometimes I'm a little jealous. Well, I'm headed that way. Maybe you should, too. Ken, the exceptional conservative on Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. I want you to have a great weekend. Please do be safe. Stay warm. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We're out. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be The pains that are withheld for me I realize and I can see That suicide is painless It brings on many changes And I can take or leave it If I please The game of life is hard to play gonna lose it anyway The losing card I'll someday lay So this is all I have to say Suicide is painless It brings on many changes And I can take or leave it If I please Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 